Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to Following On. I'm John Norman and every day of England's Tour of South Africa, TalkSport 2 is the place to be for behind the scenes footage, player interviews, brilliant insight from our top team and exclusive match highlights of the exclusive commentary. Yesterday on the show you heard from England's Joss Butler. Today it's the turn of another star all-rounder, Moeen Ali, who is delighted to be back in the England camp. There's an opportunity there, I think, to be one of the greatest sides ever and be part of that. So, and, and that's something I want to be, I want to do. And it's such an exciting time moving forward. That, yeah, for, I think for me right now is to try and play as much cricket as I can and do the best I can. You will hear plenty more from a typically honest Moeen Ali as he weighs up his options as he moves into the final stages of what has been a wonderful career. Also on the show, you will hear from the Barmy Army. Just what have they been up to in these COVID times where they've been busy? And you'll hear about a new venture that brings together cricket fans from all over the world to ensure our voice is heard. Plenty to talk about on the show today. Plenty of cricket coming up. You're listening to Following On. Here is uh, John Josh Mutton again, and Jason Roy goes the yes. biggest one of all. Yes. Oh, he's bowled him, he's on a hat trick. Jordan's gone straight through, driven oh. down the ground by the cock, straight back over the bowler's head, onto the side screen for six more. Runs away from us, up to the crease now, bowls. Oh, bowled him! He's bowled him! Here comes Tom Curran, last ball of the game, and it's paddle swept, and down towards short fine leg, caught by Adel Rashid, and England have won the game by two runs. So if you haven't already heard, where have you been? 
but TalkSport 2 is going to be the place for England's upcoming limited overs tour to South Africa. Three ODIs, three T20s, two warm-up matches, and you will only be able to follow it live and exclusively here on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Now, the England squad has arrived in South Africa, and first a front up to the press from the obligatory hotel room on Zoom, England's Moeen Ali, and I caught up with him. Hey Mo, thanks for speaking to Talk Sport. I was just wondering, over the next 12, 30 months, there's a lot of cricket to be played. You've got World T20s, Ashes, India Series. Where is Moeen Ali's priority as we go into this very, very busy period? I think uh, priority is to try and get my game to the level that um, I know I can get it, uh, first of all, so I can be part of a lot of the cricket that's coming up. Um, I know I haven't got that long left, I guess, in international cricket, probably... Um, obviously depending on fitness and form but um, yeah I'll try my best to do as much as I can to get on to the level now where I want I want to get I think I've had enough of a break I guess from test cricket or just I think I can give my all in the next couple of years to to try and be part of this because there's so much cricket and there's so much uh, I guess success to there's an opportunity there I think to be one of the greatest sides Ever and be part of that, so and, and that's something I want to be, I want to do, and it's such an exciting time moving forward. That yeah, for, I think for me right now is to try and play as much cricket as I can and do the best I can. Are you as hungry now to succeed in Test cricket as you were when you were coming up through the ranks when you were as a kid? No, I, I think um, I was a hungrier when I was younger, for sure. I mean, when you're trying to, you're just trying to play Test cricket. I think everyone's a lot hungrier then, and uh, I guess. Probably a year and a half ago, I, I definitely lost that hunger, um, or lost a lot of that hunger. And, but I think over the last probably six months or so, it's definitely I feel like it's coming back into me, and I, I want to uh, play Test cricket again and play as much as I can. And looking ahead to this series in South Africa, it's a full-strength England side. What's it like? Because during the summer, you of course the limited overs and the Test teams were split, but now all the big guns are back, aren't they? It must be great to be alongside uh, some of your old mates. As you said, it's great to get back on the plane with them. Exactly. And like I said, like full strength side, it's very exciting for everyone. Um, The competition for places and all that kind of stuff. Guys work extremely hard and they they kind of push you along as well. But to get on the plane and and to see the the players are on the plane and the squad together after, I think, I think, I don't think we've had a full strength side since the World Cup. Um, T20 World Cup which is a while ago and uh, to have that and the ODI guys on the same flights um, it's great and you know to yeah, to be part of that is it's, an, it's amazing yeah you know I was in a cab on the way to the cricket a couple of years ago I can't remember where uh, somewhere up north and the cabbie asked me who my favourite cricketer was and uh, well it's Moeen Ali isn't it it's always going to be Moeen Ali um, there was uh, also some big news coming out of the England camp today. Not only the fixtures announced for the home summer next year, and it does look like cricket will be played away from the Aegeus Bowl and Old Trafford, um, England will tour Pakistan for the first time since 2005. A two T20 tour of the country will take place in October, just before the World T20. Moeen had this to say. You know, having just been there so long ago, it was... It was an amazing experience to play the PSL there, and I'm sure Pakistan have gone all out to to host that. And um, yeah, I mean, we can't wait to get, go there in the future. And I think it's a massive uh, moment for cricket going forward. Another of my favourite England spinners, uh, Gareth Batty, uh, was also on 
the TalkSport network. He was on with Jim White today and he spoke about the challenges of lockdown. I think the guys in the studio would agree that um, you get sports people in an environment where they can't have a release and that is the bubble. So you're confined to the hotel, which basically means your room, maybe a team room if you're lucky, um, a bit of food at breakfast, lunch and dinner, thrown in with a bit of practice. If your practice doesn't go well, you're stewing on it all day. If the game doesn't go well, you're stewing on it. There's no release. There's no way of of leaving those four walls that are not your four walls. At least if you went home, there might be something that that sort of gets you out of that downward spiral. So it's a very difficult thing. Um, Don't get me wrong, everybody in the world at the minute is having to go through it. But uh, I think sports people, um, with the advent of mental health issues that that have come around, and we're so uh, aware of them now. It's uh, it's not going to help those issues, that is for sure. Gareth, do you think the uh, the lads that have got families, children, um, will be affected more by this, by being away from their families? Yeah, I believe they will. And it it's it's an unfortunate um, outcome for, for cricketers because you, you are away for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, there are windows where family and, and, and friends, well, friends can go out and, and see... Uh, but obviously those restrictions are, 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 are well and truly gone now. So it's, I mean, it's difficult. You know, anybody that's got children being away from them, even for a night, is yeah. difficult. Um, imagine three to four weeks and then throw on top, like, you know, yourself, if, if the games don't go so well or your individual performance doesn't go so well, it can be a really difficult time for people. It wasn't just bats popping up across the station. Plenty of the TalkSport commentary team uh, were across TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Uh, does Steve Harmison ever sleep, by the way? Here he is talking to Ali McQuist on The Breakfast Show. It's getting a le- lot less hit and giggle with the 2020. When I first when the T20 first started, Ali, I was, I was around playing in 2002. Yep. And it was literally, we had, we had a South African captain, Dale, Dale Benkenstein at Durham, and literally him and Jeff Cook, the two the captain and coach, took us to Ramside Hall, give us a bag of golf clubs, and you know I got, you know, it was about 20 pence for about 40 balls, and basically said, right, hit these 40 golf balls as far as you can, because the next six weeks, we're just going to have a bit of fun on a bus and just, you know, just trying to hit white balls as far as you possibly can. And it's turned into probably something which is propping up the global game financially. And we see the 2020 now, there is a lot more, uh, there's a lot more strategy, there's a lot more tactical now going into this. And I think, it is it is enhanced the game of cricket like you'd not believe. I can't I can't really put a comparison on how you'd you'd do that with a with a football. But yeah, I think it's 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 just it's a it's a brilliant format. It's literally 20, 120 balls where you are going basically helpful to try and get as many runs as you possibly can. But the one thing I will say about that, because you talk about the batting side of it and everything's gone right, you've got to get as many runs as you can. What what I te- what I tend to find is if you've got some proper bowlers, some good fast bowlers or mystery spinners, they're the ones that win the games because they're the ones that change the game. Because at, at any given time, the game can change. It's always evolving, and the game can change of a little bit of brilliance. Well, normally a bit of brilliance with a ball, two wickets and three balls, or you know four wickets in this in the space of the first six overs, the game's over and the game's dead. So yeah. there's a lot there's a lot more than just to hit the ball as far as you possibly can. And at the same time, Harmy was on with uh, Ali on the TalkSport Breakfast Show. Another former England fast bowler, Alex Tudor, was on with Paul Coit on Sports Day on TalkSport 2. We've come um, use of it of recent times, not sort of in my day, but, um, you know, we're sort of blessed for, you know, options. So I think it's now for individuals that are on the periphery of the side. Yeah. You know, if, they, if given a chance, they've got to put their hands up and, and say, listen, I want to be a part of this squad because, 
you know, it's a phenomenal squad. It's got a wealth of world-class players, lads that have got the X factor. And, uh, you know, if given the opportunity, you know, Owen Morgan's got a bit of a headache. Like, who do I pick? What's my, you know, what's my best 11? I'm sure a lot of people will write down and think, you know, their strongest 11. But anyone who sort of comes in, um, you know, they're not, you're not lessening the side, so to speak. You know, they, you know, they're just enhancing it, and you know, it's a great headache for a captain to have. Sure, I mean, obviously, South Africa, a great cricketing side, always have been, and uh, also one day side in T20s as well. There's been a few problems though over there of recent years. Uh, how the, how good a opposition are they going to be? Do you think? Yeah, no, no, they were they were a strong side, and we saw that last time when we were there. And um, you've got the bowling quartet of uh, you know, say Rabada, Nokia. Yep. You know, you know, you've got two of probably some of the quickest bowlers in, in world cricket at the moment. You know, Nokia was uh, was getting it in a fair, fair lick in the IPL, getting it up to 150s and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he's a good bowler. And, they, and they've got some very good batsmen. But, um, you know, with a lot of senior players going, you think of, you know, A.B. de Villiers and, and Del Stein and, and those guys sort of moving from the international stage. You know, they've got young lads who are, who are looking to come in and stake their claims. Strangely, the quality of the cricket over the summer, uh, it's been fantastic to watch. Uh, yeah. It's been really exciting, and, and, and it's this lockdown. I don't know why, I don't know how the, uh, and, and how you're feeling about it and how the, the players are going to be feeling, because they've spent a lot of time, haven't they, in bubbles, and especially those that have gone over to the IPL as well. Uh, is it going to have any effect on them over in South Africa, do you think, or are we going to still see that high quality? Well, I... <laughs> Listen, like everyone, um, when it first started, when the West Indies came here, you know, I was a little bit sceptical of how it was going to play out. But, you know, credit to each and every team that came out, even Ireland, when they played here, you know, they put on a hell of a show for us. And and the quality of cricket has been phenomenal. Then we've seen some of the franchise cricket, and and that's been, you know, mind-boggling. Like the IPL, I mean, fielding just gets better and better. The catches, the stops, I mean, that never used to happen. They're like acrobats now. And, uh, you know, guys are hitting it out stadium. Guys are bowling very, very quickly. You know, spinners, Rashid Khan and stuff are doing really well. So, you know, the guys have been putting on an absolute display for us, which, you know, everyone who's unable to get to the grounds and watch because of these t- tough times, you know, watching it on TV and listening to it on radio, have been uh, enthralled listening. So you've heard from Alex Tudor, Gareth Batty, Steve Harmson and Moeen Ali, but plenty more to come on the show. Uh, Chris Millard from the Barmy Army and Becky Fairley-Clark um, will uh, be talking about a new initiative which brings together cricket fans from all over the world. And don't forget, on Saturday from 8am across TalkSport and TalkSport 2, live updates from the only broadcaster allowed in the stadium at Newlands, Neil Manthorpe, will be running his eye over England's first warm-up match. The whole series exclusively live on TalkSport 2. And you're listening to Following On. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Swings it over square leg for six more. And that's swung oh! away out towards deep mid wicket for six. Massive, mighty six. Here is Petal Choir once again. Ball Stokes, massive, huge. Oh, that's gone out of the ground. Rashid in again. Short, pulled away. Six. Six more. Here is Jordan once again. Bowled him. It's up in the block hole. South Africa have fielded it at mid wicket. The underarm throw. It's run out. South Africa have won the game. As well as my favourite song comes on in the background, can't beat it. Come and me, Camellia, there. Uh, can't even say it. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. You're listening to Following On. I'm John Norman. And uh, throughout our live and exclusive coverage of England's white ball tour of South Africa, the TalkSport 2 team will be bringing you a daily cricket show here on Following On. Uh, before our next guests, though, let's hear a little bit more from England's all-rounder, Moeen Ali, on the lack of fans at cricket grounds. I think the, the most important thing for us to play in front of the fans, I think, is, is huge. Um, you realise how much you miss them, you know, when they're not there and that extra motivation they give you when you're playing. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of going up and down the country and going to, to all the grounds, it's obviously better than being in a bubble. But... If the fans can come in by the next year, it'd be amazing. I mean, uh, we miss. The fan- I think players all over the world are missing the fans a lot, and it's something that we look forward to in the future. Hopefully. Well, of course, one aspect of cricket that we're going to miss very much in South Africa is the presence of the fans. Um, there's not going to be any smell of the braai cooking underneath those wooden benches in uh, or at the Wanderers. Nobody sitting on sitting on the grass banks at Newlands or even Centurion. And it'll be Mark Wood, I suppose, singing Jerusalem on his own before uh, the start of every match. But I imagine back home in the UK, uh, the Barmy Army will join in. And I'm pleased to say managing director of the Barmy Army, Chris Miller joins us. Chris, um, the last time I saw you, I think, was in Newlands, Cape Town. You were just about to go off on safari. I mean, it was it, that was 2020. It was uh, We had no idea about COVID, although possibly the England team had come down with it and we just didn't realise, we didn't have a name for it. 
But give us an idea how uh, coronavirus has affected yourself and the Barmy Army over the last uh, eight or nine months. Yeah, well, thanks for having us on, John. It's been a crazy year and thinking back to the day that we beat um, Talksport at Newlands <laughs> to, take the, uh, to take it to 2-1 in the series between the Barmy Army versus Talksport. Doesn't seem like it was in 2020, but it certainly was. And looking forward to our next game, whenever that may be, likely to be Australia or something like that. But it's been yeah, a really difficult year for everyone, not just cricket, not just travel, not just sport, for absolutely everyone. And we're we're not alone in saying that we've had a, a tough time of it we've, with no live sport or no travel. The Barmy Army hasn't been the busiest office in the world, but we, we, we keep ticking over. We keep on planning for, for a better year in 2021. I think with the positive news week by week coming out, things are starting to look better for, for next year. But this year has been a year to reflect on the back of a really successful South Africa tour and, and see where as a business we're heading and, and how we can offer a better service to England cricket and to all cricket fans that support England and want to follow England at home and overseas and see if we can improve what we do, to be honest, and improve our product like many other businesses have been doing and look into 2021, like I say, with a, with a very um, raised, raised smile, but with caution in the air as well. So it's been a, a, a tricky year, but we're not alone in that and we're looking forward to the future. On um, TalkSport 2, we did a look back at 2019-2020, the tour, the four-test tour. Uh, myself, Steve Harmison and Sam Ellard. And uh, I picked out as my favourite moment of the entire two-month tour, uh, the moment when he was dismissed for a duck uh, from uh, Chris Silverwood's eight-year-old son. That uh, It doesn't get much better than that. Um, uh, you mentioned 2021. It, there is an Ashes at the end of the year. I mean, South Africa's big for all cricket travel firms, but I imagine... You know, if we, the world hasn't got to grips with coronavirus and if travel isn't as accessible as it has been, you know, that could be really serious for Barmy Army and uh, and anyone really who works in and around cricket. Yeah, absolutely. The Ashes is the pinnacle of any cricket travel English-based firm and that is where we will make the most money and as a business we will look to plan for the next four years and up until the next Ashes, to be completely honest. And it's something that, we can't see um, really in front of if it wasn't to happen. We, we'd have to do some serious planning and some serious contingency and, and look to support um, from within the game or, or why further afield to make sure that it was possible to continue what we do. Um, we, we, were, we are looking to the Ashes. We will look to the Ashes with um, 100% planning as we would normally go into it, but we, we really don't want to, to think about the other side yet that it might not happen until close to the time if we've got still some uncertainty on the tour into the mid late 2021 I think that's when we'd start thinking about really implementing a contingency plan um, depending on when the ashes would either get moved to or worst case scenario for any cricket based firm is that it's played behind closed doors because that would really kill an industry within cricket albeit a small industry but still a thriving industry for supporters it, it would kill it if it was played behind closed doors so we can't see the ashes going ahead in that fashion i mean the fans are what make uh, all sport and and that's a that's the reason really that uh, we're chatting today um and um also to talk about the launch of a new partnership that actually brings together cricket supporters groups from all over the world because uh, maybe if you haven't traveled the world you won't realize that the barmy army um has been replicated and, and mimicked and copied all over the world, hasn't it? And the International Cricket Supporters Committee recognises, I suppose, 
the need to bring all those groups together. I'm pleased to say Becky Fairley-Clark, CEO of the Cricket Supporters Associations, also with us today. Um, Becky, just give us an idea about why uh, the uh, the Cricket Supporters Association and Barmy Army have come together to create this new uh, group of cricket fans. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, obviously, the yeah, Barmy Army is so is the globally kind of well-known um, fan group. Everybody knows about the Barmy Army, but as you say, everybody recognises that there are organisations in all of the different cricket-playing nations. And the Cricket Supporters Association, what we're all about is asking people, asking fans what they think about what's going on within cricket. So um, the Barmy Army and the Cricket Supporters Association have come together to form the International Cricket Supporters Committee with the whole idea of giving cricket fans from the, across the globe a voice within the game. So we've gone out to different, the, some of the different national fan groups, so the Barrett Army, Starmley Army, Bay Brigade, the Richies, we've got, we've got quite a few members signed up already. And as I say, the idea is just to come together to share the experience, the knowledge, the um, opinions, and just kind of bring together cricket fans so that we do have, uh, a, as I say, a kind of voice within the game. I think it's very easy for stakeholders within the game to think, well, you know, we kind of want to know what fans think, but where do we go? Where, where can we ask them? You know, we can't ask every individual fan group. So the idea by coming together is that we will be a central body where representatives from all of the different um, fan groups from across the world meet up, we talk about things, as I say, we share best practices, we survey through each organisation can ask their members and we come up with kind of suggestions from the fans about what's happening with the game, but also we're hoping the stakeholders within the game, so for example, the ICC will come to us and will ask us, you know, what the fans think about this? What would fans like to see? So do you just think, trying to give, as I say, fans a voice within the game. Do you think that the fans' voice is louder and more powerful now, or do you think the reverse is true within cricket? Uh, I think it's being recognised that their fans should play a much more integral part within the game. I mean, that's the whole reason that the Cricket Supporters Association is here in within the UK, within England and Wales. We're all about the fact that fans should are the kind of ones that pay the money, take the time, you know, or such an integral part of the game. And yet a lot of decisions are made and fans aren't asked. So broadcasters will be asked, you know, the counties and all really important people within the game as well. And yet these decisions that are made are then presented to fans. So I think there's an understanding, as I say, that fans do, should be more recognised. But as I say, I think it's also the reason the Cricket Sports Association is here, the Barmy Army, and now the creation of this, the International Cricket Sports Committee, is, as I say, to provide the vehicle so that other stakeholders within the game can say, OK, we can ask these guys, and they've got a good representation base of what fans are thinking. You know, cricket's played in such uh, disparate uh, places, uh, and I suppose, having watched cricket all over the world, um what appears to me is that for the day-to-day cricket fan, be it in New Zealand or England, Australia, wherever, India, um, the, the, the problems will be quite varied. I'll give you an example. I was just having a look at the pricing for the upcoming series in New Zealand, and you can get a ticket for a day's test cricket for $25. Um, 
Here, you wouldn't be able to get one for 100 quid. Um, or maybe you would. Maybe you have to get one for about 60, 70 quid. But you can see that the difference, uh, there's a different problem, I suppose, um, following England cricket team as it would be New Zealand. But having travelled the world, Chris, maybe you can answer this, actually. Do you come up against the same problems uh, or do you come up against meet fans from all different walks of life that actually encounter the same problems trying to watch cricket? Yeah, it's a really good point because the, the, the main thing that we all have in common is the love for the game and how that can be priced in different countries when different teams are playing each other is absolutely um, completely contrasting to when, say, England might tour Sri Lanka compared to when Bangladesh might tour Sri Lanka. The, the price doesn't pair comparison at all. And that's something that we would look to, to try and address. But we understand that there's a need for their economy to try and use an England cricket tour um, for, for the better, to, to try and help the game in their country. And we, we understand that. But we feel that if we had one voice representing everyone on a level level playing field. So given the Bangladesh Cricket Supporters Association, the same recognition that the Barmy Army get when in Sri Lanka, we feel that can be quite powerful. And if we can help do that and for the good of the game, we think it can be really useful, not only to the cricket supporters associations that are part of our committee, but also to the ICC and people that run the game. We feel we can become a, a bridging gap between the the powers that be and the fans that are in the stadium. So that, that there is disparity within the game and there's there's situations that could be addressed better by just having a conversation with the fans and we hope that that is the um, the stopgap filler and lastly becky is there any other sport that cricket looks to for inspiration about improving the communication or the voice that uh, those that pay their money to go and see the game have um, I don't know if there's anything in any other sport like the International Cricket Supporters Committee. So, but I know, for example, for the Cricket Supporters Association, we I've we've worked worked I've spoken quite a lot with the Football Supporters Association because obviously they have got a relationship with the FA and they are you know quite a large body that have had some influence within the game, and so that's certainly somewhere where we've been looking. But I think. Cricket is, you know, is a specific game. You give a lot of your time up when you are a cricket fan, either just going to a day's cricket or, you know, or going overseas. And so, yeah, I think we've got a really important role to play in the prosperity of the game. And it's just a case of the kind of ECB, who we've got a really good working relationship with, and then the other governing bodies kind of understanding the positive vibe that fans have, you know, all fans want the game to prosper. And we know that we're quite a small sport. You mentioned New Zealand and obviously cricket isn't the most popular sport in New Zealand. And so they have the challenges there and we've got football over here and all, you know, so it's just kind of giving fans the opportunity to come together and for the then other stakeholders within the game to realise how much kind of, as I say, positivity we've got towards the prosperity of the game that we all love. Well, that brings us to the end of today's following on. We will be back again 9am on TalkSport 2, also podcast. And remember, you can listen live to TalkSport's live commentary um, across TalkSport and TalkSport 2 by downloading the TalkSport app. The warm-up, first warm-up gets underway on Saturday, a T20 warm-up on Monday. Both games covered exclusively by Neil Manthorpe for TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Uh, But as I say... 
at the following on podcast and show. The place to be every day of England's tour of South Africa. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.